0: Hello, Life Essence family. Welcome back to our Test of Money Hour. This is a place where we talk to real people about real experiences and faith. I am so grateful to be on your airways today in 2021. Happy New Year, guys. I'm thanking God for your lives and seeing in this new year. As many of you Life Essence family know, we were so blessed to be able to have our supported housing project start in 2020 where we are supporting women who have been fleeing domestic abuse environments and giving them a safe place to stay. We're so excited and just so grateful for God for everything that he has done. So please keep us and the women in your prayers as you do your daily prayers please. So today I'm so so really really excited because I am joined by such an incredible multi-talented woman by the name of Debbie Worrell hey Debbie hey (laughs) so Debbie has been faced with so many challenges throughout her life as she for, for example domestic abuse sexual abuse and becoming a mother at the age of 14 and she was also placed in foster care you know and but despite all of that her resilience and her you know, capacity just to overcome all the obstacles in her life has given her such a passion and a drive to help others you know Debbie strongly believes that if she is able to stand despite everything that she has gone through and has encountered that she can also offer the same right help and support to others and Debbie she is a coach she is a speaker she is a counsellor she is a founder of the gospel night that is so amazing guys and she's also the founder of time to rise welcome aboard the Hi, thanks for having me i really appreciate it <laughs> it's so good to have you it really is i mean i met debbie when we were at the black church domestic violence ballroom toolkit pilot training Session, yeah. and yeah. um we instantly just clicked absolutely. Right. Debbie's amazing. So Debbie, um in t- terms of all the things that you've done, give us a little background of um Time to Rise because I think that's one of your projects that probably will link into your testimony yeah. here.
1: Yeah. So Time to Rise is um it's a cu- community interest company. I've just recently changed it to um who basically are limited by guarantee company because there was just a few challenges that I was experiencing, but um, Time to Rise is really focused around women who's experienced domestic violence and wanna get their lives back on track. So you probably will be familiar with lots of different organizations and so forth that are out there that Mm -hmm. are supporting women whilst they're in domestic abuse situations. And um, what I found after going through that myself I found the challenge was getting the support afterwards and getting my life back together Mm. you know so I support women in various different ways um I do a lot of signposting because I can't be all things to all people even though that was my mindset, you know, which is kind of crazy because you've been for it and you know the different areas where people's gonna need help. You try to help them in all those areas, but obviously I don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to do that. Even though I'm a counselor and a coach and a mentor, I don't take on everybody's um, um, load. I don't do that anymore. I signpost them. And um, what I did, I wrote a program, a 12 week program, um, after experiencing domestic abuse I I just I was just so broken and so messed up for so long I went a wall, and um there was a season in my life where I really felt like God was calling me back and um I never ever left God but I just wasn't doing what God wanted me to do because I was just so broken and just so hurt so what I actually did I am. Um, after when I came out of the situation, I, I literally said to God, I don't even know how I managed to get out of that. And um, I I literally just sat in his presence and was asking him, how did I get through? It was just something that I just needed to know because I just wasn't privy to how i done it. <laughs> and I, I knew I didn't do it by myself. But um, what actually happened he started to show me how he managed to bring me out of the situation. And what it was, it ended up, it being the 12-week programme, which is the strategies that um, God gave me whilst I was going through the challenges. It was all of the things that I implemented in order to get through. And so, hence, that's how um, Time to Rise basically started. Mm -hmm. Um, it started for, with the program basically. So what I did, I um, I started writing down all of my experiences, started writing down all of the strategies that I used. Then um, it, I just realized that this is like a program here. This is something bigger than what I thought it was. And then I started rolling it out. Mm. Um, but what I didn't realize was that I was already um, sharing a lot of that with people, but not as a program. So. People's always come to me for help and support. And um what I was doing was giving them little nuggets. Do you get what I mean? Um and yeah, that's how Time to Rise basically started. So Rise is the program and Rise stands for regain independence and strength to empower. And um each each part of it really helps the woman to regain who they really are, their purpose. Um, I wouldn't just say just their purpose in Christ, but just who they are, the essence of who they are. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when people think about their purpose they just think of ministry within mm. the church but it's it's bigger than that you know it's who you've been called to be mm. and if you if you grab a hold of self and understand who you are what what you've been created for your purpose will start to form it will start to you'll start to see who you are and what God has called you to do um and so yeah I've been excited about the RISE program um, and the benefits of being on the Rise program, it is—it's helped me. It's something that helps me to today. I use the strategies and the tools mm. all the time. Literally, I, I'm not even joking. That's how I've been able to sustain my sanity, my Christianity, um, just just focused on the things that God showed me and and, and talked me and walked me through.
0: Mm. So um, for if someone's listening and they think they're in a domestic violence um, environment, would you be able to explain to them what that kind of looks like?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, the taboo is people don't people don't want to talk about it. It's still taboo, ir- regardless, um, oftentimes because um, the the abusers manage to. um make this person think Mm. that not let's not say person let this woman think that she um has caused this they've made them believe that this situation would be different if you didn't do this Mm. and the the thing is it's a shame and the guilt of being in a situation like that that you cannot control Mm. you feel like you're totally out of control but the reality is is that you know, we've heard it being said, people treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. And um, the thing is, you are in complete control, but you don't feel as though you are. So there's that shame and so forth. So you don't really want to share it with people. Um, but again, domestic abuse isn't just the physical. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. They, they're they like, I've seen it with my friends. You know, they're like, oh, well, really, he don't hit me. Well, you know, he doesn't have to hit you in order for it to be an abusive situation. He could just be taking your money from you. Mm-hmm. You can be financially abusing you, verbally abusing you abusing you. The biggest one is emotional abuse that people don't actually realize that they're being emotionally abused and um, because it's a it's a creeper. It's not something that just happens overnight, it happens over time and some people just get used to people talking to them the way that they do and you know the sarcasm. Um, I shared with some um, last year I did like a four-week session on domestic abuse and I was speaking to them about the signs of domestic abuse and a lot of people was taken back when I said that even when people are sulking like if a man's sulking, you know, because he can't get his way. um, And he, if, if you find that somebody has the ability to change your mood. So when he's up, you're up. When he's down, you're down. That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. If you're with somebody and they, um, they, you, you will know that somebody's starting to manipulate you by the fact that they cannot get something from you. And because they cannot get that thing, because you're not moving, they go into this sulking and we do it as women, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but not realizing that it is manipulation and abuse. We've been taught this kind of behavior. And that's what I mean. Emotional abuse is the hardest, psychological and emotional abuse is the hardest ones to really recognize, especially if you're coming from a home where there's been abuse, where there's been manipulation. These are not clear signs for everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: And when you're going through that and you're in the corner and you're questioning your faith, you're questioning where God is, how, how does that even feel? Where, where does your mind go?
1: Do you know what? um, The crazy thing for me was I didn't question where God was. Mm. I I, I didn't, I just didn't understand why this was happening to me. Mm. Do you get what I mean? I was asking God, why is this happening, mm. how can I change, how can I change him, my prayers really consisted of Lord speak to him, you know, mm. most of the time it wasn't even really speak to me much, it was more in the latter end, I was more saying to God help me to not love this person, help me to disconnect myself, help me, those were like my my prayers in the latter end, mm. um, help me to see who I really am, I knew that i knew that i didn't deserve the abuse mm. i knew that it was wrong but I, I also realized that something seriously had gone wrong with him and 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 that's and, and that's what i wanted to understand and i wanted god to change i um change him mm. and heal him because i realized more in the latter end that he's broken and he's wounded and he's he's really destroying Himself and destroying me and trying to destroy our children, and then I realize it's a plan of the enemy that is just really trying to go against our family. So I never really questioned where God was. Mm. You know, I knew that God was there. I knew that God was working things out. I just didn't know how, and and I didn't, I didn't see how, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, and there was times when I did get angry with God, and I'm like, "This is long. Mm. This is long." Like you're my deliverer you know you're the one that knows what's right for me but what it was um Kelly was that God wanted me to realize my worth Mm. and and unless you know what your worth is your true worth you would just accept what people do to you and so there was it took me 2 years to be obedient to god because god spoke he spoke very clearly what i needed to do i just didn't follow it because i refused the the thing that god told me to do was um show love okay That's and
0: amazing.
1: i was and yeah. i was like how can i show love to somebody who's not showing me love i refused i was like i was like i ain't doing that i was flat out i'm not doing that and but what god was show, was telling me you see, my concept of love was warped. I didn't I didn't know the love that God was telling me to show. I thought that it was the physical and the emotional and you know, that kind of love, the love between a man and a woman, that kind of love. But God was saying, no, it's being kind, it's being honest, it's being trustworthy, it's being truthful, it's it's it's, it's that thing that i want you to show him and in you showing him that you're showing him me and everything will change and i and and i didn't understand it i really didn't but you know what um god was just so gracious with me and he really took his time with me um and he kept on beckoning me it it, it, it didn't go i just blotted it out i was just like hey be nice to this man I ain't doing anything for him he's not going to touch me he's not going to sleep in the same bed with me you know it was just lots of things um because there was infidelity there and there was just wickedness <laughs> that's all I could put down to it but I never questioned God I never mm. questioned him in terms of where are you like um I just really felt as though it was a long drawn out situation but admittedly when i looked back i i i was part of that long drawn out process if i listened sooner i would have been out of it sooner but when i look back i learned valuable
0: lessons in that process where i wasn't being obedient you know yeah so if there is someone there that is doubting who's listening what advice or what would you say to them as an encouragement
1: I think that um, there's often times that we can doubt God Mm. you know Um, I have been through situations where I've doubted God that just wasn't really one of them Um, I would really strongly say that you have to look at everything outside of that situation you have to look at how faithful God has been to you in times past because he never ever changes you know Mm -hmm. and the reality that when you get to a place where things seem so overwhelming, you have to remember where God has brought you from, because there's been times when I have been in that situation where I'm like, Mm-mm, I ain't even doing this, Lord, you know, this ain't even funny. Why would you do that? And, you know, question God on, on that level. And um, really kind of your faith kind of wavers. Um and I can say that because I, I I lost a child and um, I remember saying to God, why, what was the purpose of that? Like, how does that give you glory? How does that benefit you? I, and I told God, don't talk to me. Yeah, don't talk to me. Don't ask me to do anything for you because I ain't doing it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and he could have took my breath because as far as as far as God is concerned, you're here for a purpose if you're not going to fulfill that purpose, I don't need you here on the earth. He could have took my breath. He could, you get what I'm saying? So I was really angry with God. I was like, this is great. This is insane. Like you knew that I was going to be pregnant. Yeah. You knew that. And then you take my child from me and then people are praying that you give me peace. Huh? Why even give me the child in the first place? Do you get what I mean? So I was really, really angry. And, um, I remember going to church and saying, I remember there was a message that was being preached and they preached on wisdom, this particular pastor. And I said to God, I'm going to go up, yeah? I only want wisdom because I was stuck. I just didn't know what to do because I was like this. I said, I only want wisdom. That's it. That's all I'm going up there for. I don't want no one to say nothing to me. I don't want nothing. And you know what? I went up. And I prayed and from that day, everything changed. Mm -hmm. So I would say to people, remember where God has brought you from. Remember his promises to you. If there's one thing that you must do is to go into his word, just Google the promises of God. Just Google it Mm -hmm. and read those scriptures and, and quote those scriptures because the word of God is truth and it's life. And so when you are quoting those scriptures, when you're reading those scriptures back, it connects with your spirit and it brings life. It brings a resurrection of the very things that you think is dead in you. You know, that connection that you have with God that you might feel as though it's been severed. Um, And remember that there is a real enemy out there that is after your soul and don't want you to have that connection with Christ. That will be very happy if you was just to walk away permanently
0: yeah did you can you remember any of the scriptures that you used to read or have you got a memorable one that that keeps you going that you want to share and I'll put you on the spot I tell you I tell you what is my favorite
1: scripture Romans 28 yeah yes. verse verse 28 um and it says there's nothing that would separate me from the Lord. it's a long scripture but the bit that I think is just profound is there is nothing that will separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus no height no depth no principalities no powers nothing that has been nothing that will be there's nothing that will separate and and that scripture came to me when I was six months in church and um it stood out to me like a sore thumb I've actually got it tattooed at the back of my neck (laughs) um because it's a scripture that reminds me that nothing there's nothing and when it says nothing it even says angels principalities nothing that has been nothing that is going to come nothing so that is an assurance to me that you know what Debbie we're in this for the long haul Mm. you know I will never leave you I will never forsake you
0: we're in it for the long haul you know oh I love that I mean really mm. um you've got children how many cho- you've got four children now five five oh amazing yeah so, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back um when you were in your relationship that wasn't healthy did you have the children then were they around mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so I, hmm.
1: so I I am I, um, I married and I had a son prior to being married uh, my ex-husband had a daughter so I gained a daughter, he gained a son.
0: And then we had three sons um, in our marriage. Yeah. And, in you know, because there'll be women that are listening that, have, that are either in the situation or they've just come out and they're not quite sure how to manage the children or what they've seen or their own behaviours. Is there anything, you know, that you could probably say or some advice that you might be able to offer?
1: Yeah. Um, in terms of, um, so there's lots of different things um, that springs to mind, but one of the things that like came to the forefront of my mind is you, the, the impact that it has on the children, the domestic abuse. Even if they don't physically see um, the, 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 your partner hit you, they know that stuff is going on. Um, you crying, If there's shouting, if there is fighting, all of these things, children pick up that vibe anyway, when things are negative and very toxic in the home. And so without you telling the children this is what is going on, what I would say is watch your children's behaviour? See if they're starting to wet the bed. See if they're starting to stutter. Stutter is a big one. Some people just think, oh, children just got to stutter. No, stutter is a sign of anxiety. Bedwetting, um, bullying at school, um, being introvert. You know, watch your children's behavior and how they start to manifest in in ways that are not normal. When I say normal, normal to them, or normal to your environment, because you know what's normal in somebody else's home is not necessarily normal in yours. And um, wh- whether or not you see those behaviors get your children help,
0: Mm.
1: period. Mm. Whether you see a manifestation of their behaviors, because they might not manifest it until they're teenagers, they may not manifest it until they're adults, Mm. you know, get them help. It won't eradicate everything, but it will lessen the impact. It will help your children to make sense of Mm. some of the, the stuff that is going on. And another thing that I encourage women to do, sit and talk to your children let them know that this is not normal behavior let them know that this is not right and even if you do something that is untoward shout call him an idiot swear whatever it is let them know mommy was wrong Mummy shouldn't have done that that was that was wrong you know because what you don't want is your is to normalize that behavior you don't want your children to believe that this is normal behavior because they will grow up as adults because people people often forget kelly that these children are going to be adults one day and they're going to be in relationships Um, and they will manifest that Mm. in their relationships because that's normal to them you know and we're dealing with like like broken like the people that I've worked with the women broken from childhood Mm. every one of them I've actually every single woman that I have worked with was sexually abused as a child and that and and that's not a coincidence mm. I was sexually abused as a child mm. you see because you feel less than you feel like you're not worthy mm. you know when someone takes your innocence from you you don't feel as though you're deserving and so when somebody comes and they're speaking down to you and they're hitting you and they're calling you names you you take that because you feel like I'm not worthy of anything. I don't deserve the best, you know, but your children, they will be adults one day. And so you have to bear that in mind. I went and got, I went and took my children to counseling um, because one day I woke up Kelly and I was very confused. I was like, how did we get here? Mm. And I was like, this is so painful. And I was so confused and I was so hurt and I was so broken and I thought, if I feel like this, how does my children feel?
0: Because
1: mm. that was the reality to me. I didn't even know how I got into that situation. So if I was feeling like that as an adult, I was like, my children must, this must be like tenfold for them or even 50 fold. So I took it upon myself to um, speak to my doctor mm. about the abuse um, and I didn't just go and speak to them there was lots of incidences which made me have to tell the doctors because you know there was just like the final straw i went there my finger was fractured you know and and i was really sick so i had a stroke um i had you uro- u- what is it you urinal problems urinology i went i had um cardiac problems I had gynae problems and she she just was like what is going on with you so eventually I had to divulge when I divulged that um she ended up getting me the help that I needed for the children she 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 asked me and I said to her you know I wondered if there was anything for the children and it was really good we did um quite a few sessions with them um and it it benefited them even as adults they've said that that benefited me made me kind of put things into perspective and gave me some kind of understanding that things were broken <laughs> you know in our home um and it was it was mummy trying to fix it you know so yeah I would just encourage women to really get the help and the support and um be honest with your children not not burden them though no. you know not not go to them and say daddy's what lesson daddy's this and you know n- n- none of that but explain to them "Mummy was wrong daddy was wrong this isn't normal this isn't right we shouldn't be arguing we shouldn't be hitting we shouldn't be swearing these things are not good and they're not right you know
0: yeah so you know you were still in the relationship you the children went into counseling and so what was the bottom line where you were like you know what? i'm out of this i'm i'm <laughs>
1: You know what I said to my, my best friend, she kept on saying to me, Debbie, why are you taking this? Why are you taking this? You know, nobody didn't really understand it. But internally. It. Yeah, no. Um, and I stopped talking to people about it because I felt like. One, I was a burden, you know, it was just a it was just a revolving door you know and and i wasn't making any changes and you know you say you know if you do the same thing you're going to get the same results so i was just doing the same thing it was just revolving door and i felt after a while i can't even really speak to people which was a godsend because then i had to keep i had to start speaking to god yeah. i had to go to god i i stopped talking to people about everything that was going on because soon as something was happen, i'd be on the phone And um, because I felt as though it was starting to weigh people down, a lot of people knew my husband. Um, He was like one of the ministers in church, teaching Bible studies and all of those kind of things fell away. And um, I realized that it was blackening his name. Mm. And that was not my intention to blacken his name, but really just to speak my truth. But I was in so much pain. So what I did, I started speaking more and more to God about the situation and um i literally felt as though um god was just guiding me through like taking each me taking me through various steps but what happened when i got to the place where i was just like final straw it it was it was a long process kelly it wasn't like overnight so when i got to the place where i was like "Mm -mm, i'm done um I no longer felt that sense of fear of being by myself I no longer felt the fear of my children being brought up in a single parent home these were all things that I had to overcome you see but they was happening over a period of time um because the reality is I came from a single parent home the stigma around being in a single parent home um I didn't I I vow to myself that my children will have a mother and a father you know those kind of things so you uh, I had to overcome those things I no longer was scared of him like physically scared of him because I was like <laughs> I will go down dying like if and I told him if you put your hand on me one more time just one more time I said it will be over and you know what he believed me because I didn't say it in a rant and rage
0: mm.
1: I didn't say it cussing and swearing I just made it abundantly clear to him I am done do not put your hands on me ever again if you do and I told him I will go to prison and he was just like oh you will go prison I was like yes I will go prison and he was just like oh so w- w- why will you be going to prison I said because you'll be dead because you will be dead and I was I'm, I'm serious I don't know where I thought that strength or power was going to come from you
0: just hit
1: it, yeah. I, I literally mm-hmm. meant it I was like I will go prison for you mm-hmm. So um, what actually happened, he he ended, he used to steal, we used to do lots of stuff, you know, just lots of wicked stuff. So I called the police this time. I called the police several times before. They had track records and the police came to the house and then they said to me, are you willing to go all the way with this? And I was like, yeah. And um, one day he was sleeping. They said, okay, well, when he he returns, call us. And he didn't come back for days and he was sleeping. And I called the police and they came like in minutes because police stations just around the corner. And um, my heart was pounding and I was in the next room and they came in and they arrested him. And then they um, put an injunction a restraining order so they they literally said to him you're not allowed to come to the house you're not allowed to come onto the road or anything like that prior to that I was already filing uh, a order which was an occupation order so that he could be removed from the house so the police officer said to me if we keep him away for this period of time You do what you need to do and then they can kind of like coincide. So by the time that order's finished, your order will kick in. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll do that. He called the officer, called me up a few times. How is it going? Are you you doing it? I was like, yeah. He was like, good girl, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And you know, we will get this sorted once and for all. And um, it was literally because he had stolen from me and that was nothing new but I just like I'm done and and the thing is I was doing a lot of research I was doing a lot of praying I was looking at all of the things that I could do I was looking at what the repercussions might be but you know what I was at that place where I was like if you want to kill me just kill me in it like I just didn't have that fear anymore I was like if because there was the, the fear once was if I I believe that if I ever walked out on him, if I ever started a relationship, if I ever went through with the court proceedings, if I ever divorced him, he would kill me mm. straight up. But that fear wasn't there anymore because I was just like, if you kill me, you kill me, man. I'm just <laughs> I was just like, I was at that place. Mm. So I thought, what is the worst that can happen? The worst is death. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna do this. Mm. I'm I'm gonna do it and you can you can kick against the walls you can do whatever but you know what oftentimes like I said a lot of these men are broken yeah and um his bark was worse than his bite he didn't even have a bite that was the reality because when um everything happened and it all went to court and 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 so forth I buried him Mm -hmm. I literally buried him I the thing is I didn't even know that I was getting evidence <laughs> but I was I was getting evidence over over a long period of time um and so there wasn't I think that you know when they say the straw that breaks the camel's back mm. it that's literally what it was it was just a straw it wasn't nothing heavy <laughs> you know it were not no 10 ton weight mm. it was just a culmination over such a long period of time and I was done yeah you know?
0: Yeah, and you had to get to that point before it was was time to go. Mm -hmm. So I know there might be people listening now that have got friends and family, and they're like, "Why aren't you going?" Um, Mm. what would you say to those people? You know, I would just say, just be
1: there for that person. Just pray for them, pray with them, support them in whatever way you can, because they're not going to leave until they're ready. They're really not. If they're excuse me, if they're in um, harm for them and their children, um, then I would personally step in, you know, I would I would um, call agencies that will be there to, to help and support them. If they're like in dire, dire need, you would just call the police, wouldn't you? You know, um, but if they're in more of an emotional, uh, abusive relationship, be there for them, support them, you know, encourage them, encourage them with the word. If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, just encourage them about who they are, their worth, their values, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's to do with self-worth. It's to do with low self-esteem. It's to do with lack of confidence. It's to do with all of those things. And those things, um, only, ar- um, arrive from places of, um, Um, I would say some kind of trauma, you know, um, that they've experienced. Normally it's in childhood, to be quite honest, you know, counselling people for so long. Most of this is childhood trauma. Something's happened that as cool. It could even be them being bullied at school, you know. doesn't have to be something as crazy as sexual abuse or anything like that. It can be bullying at school and this has just followed them throughout low self-esteem, lack of confidence, all of those things. So really just be there for them, you know, just let them know that you don't let them feel like they're a burden. Don't let them feel as though, oh, here she goes again, you know, because when people do that, they turn it inwardly and they, they then they start thinking, yes, it is me, he's right, you know. It, and if you don't have the capacity to support somebody in that way because not everybody has that capacity find them the help and the support you know and not everybody's ready to get the help and support Kelly some people are just not ready and um it's just not being judgmental you know I told you that that man was no good for you and you don't need to hear any of that? Do you know what I mean? You just need people who are going to be there and love on you and support you and going to going to be there, you know, when you want to talk and so forth. I had various different people who supported me in different ways. I had um, friends that would just hug me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'd just they would just hug me and I'd just burst into tears. I had friends that would just listen to me. I had friends that would just give me wisdom. I had friends that would just me and them would just go and while out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, I had lots of different people uh, around me that helped me in various different ways and they didn't realize how much they was helping me um but i i did i did draw from them when i when i needed them you know and i knew it's just like you knowing what you need at the time so i knew who to call you know in order to get that help and support but it is hard it is hard i'm not going to butter it up and say it was easy because i was in it for years and a lot of people didn't know and um, even recently somebody said like one of my church brethren from way back is like Debbie I didn't even know you was going through that and I goes well how would you I wasn't broadcasting it you know <laughs> I wasn't letting people know um, so it is hard and it is still taboo unfortunately and people are suffering in silence and um, don't want to speak but that's why time to rise is there really to support people and I don't turn away anybody who um, is going through it at the moment because I don't really deal with people who are going through it um, I, I signpost them you know but I'm willing to to help and to support mm. and a listening air and, and so forth but I primarily deal with women who have made the conscious decision I want to get my life back on track and how do I do that what does that look like and they could be in a relationship but I've made that decision too. Mm-hmm. you know because you can make that decision whilst you're in that relationship um, um, and I can
0: help and I can support in that way. And there is a light isn't there that, that you can have a new life yeah you know and you've created such an amazing life you know mm. when I look at your social media I look at all the things that you're doing the conversations that we have I'm like mm. wow this woman is incredible and I mean a lot Thank of what you. you do is based on the, the experiences that you've gone and the wisdom that you've learned throughout your journey um you know then you've got things like the gospel night the open mic you know you're just multi yeah. talented and it's using all these different skills that you've got and you're I don't know you're just flying and you're just like a little butterfly like guys <laughs> you need to check out her social media I'm going to ask her to share all of that stuff um once we come to the to the ends but do you want to talk about your um open mic and you know just the things that you yeah. enjoy doing
1: so you know what I, I I'm God um told me in November he said that you must say that you are a creative because mm. that's what I've created you to be um as a young child I used to write plays I was all of the all of the actors in it you know I used to write poetry um loved modeling you know loved all of those kind of things and then when you get when you start I had my summer when I was 14 so people just told me I was what I'm not going to matter to be anything so all those desires all those dreams just got dashed you know um but yeah I've I'm I'm a natural creative um the only thing I don't I can't sing I'm not I'm not blessed in that area I'm still waiting for God to pour that blessing on me but I also um through doing your gospel night um which was a live uh event which was in Brixton we was uh, upstairs at the Ritzy before the whole lockdown um really what it is is my gift and talents in nurturing people and seeing their gifts and talents um and wanting that to come forward, so that they're walk, walking in purpose. So it all interlinks. Even though it's with creatives, singers, comedians, um, um, poets, spoken word artists. Even though it's in that area, the 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 the, um, the grain is the same. You know, it's empowering people to identify and understand their purpose and to walk in that Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah your gospel night is phenomenal I've actually got one coming up on February the 13th which is live I transitioned to zoom and I didn't know whether it was going to be good but the feedback has been phenomenal. Was good. I tuned, about-
0: in. I tuned in. Oh, yeah, great. you did, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be there on
1: the 13th.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, the feedback's been phenomenal. It's all about love, and we're looking for more artists who want to okay. just share that platform. I've just got some phenomenal people who have blossomed off of that platform, you know, and doing their own thing on social media now, which is just amazing. I just think that the platform what god told me was that it's a launching pad Mm. you know um and that's why it's called your gospel night because it's not my gospel night it's your gospel night it's for you it's not about me sometimes i don't want to put it on kelly but i just do it because Mm. i know that it's not about me it's about
0: everybody else (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how can they get in contact you or find out about your future stuff that you've got going on
1: you can find me at info at time to That's the best way to get in contact with me. Or you can hit me on, up on social media. If you just put in Debbie Worrell, you'll see it all come up with all weird and wonderful things. Um, you don't have to directly find me on Instagram. It, I'll be on Facebook. I'll be on um, Instagram. I'm on, um, what's the other one? LinkedIn. You know, I'm on all those social media platforms. You've just put in Debbie Worrell you know and you see a red hair red red locks <laughs> then you know that it's me <laughs> you know if it ain't got red locks it's not me yeah you know? oh,
0: beautiful thank yeah. you so much for joining and sharing your wisdom your knowledge and your experiences it's been such a
1: blessing oh it's just a natural thing I just love um sharing encouraging inspiring and educating people you know, to do better in their lives. So it's a privilege and an honour. Thank you very much.
0: You're more than more than welcome. Is there any last
1: thoughts that you might want to share? Um w- When I'm back doing radio and stuff, I'm going <laughs> to have you on because um, you're absolutely doing phenomenal stuff out there and um, really making a difference in the community and in the lives of the young women. And um, I just want to salute you for doing that. And for your listeners, I really want to just encourage you that there is so 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 much more in life for us all of us to do we're all in training we're all learning we're all growing there's none of us that have excelled more than anyone else it's just purpose like if you're walking in your purpose then you seem to be shining that light and people seem to think you're you know you're you're better than them but it's not that it's just that you found your purpose and you're walking in it and all of us whilst we're focused and dedicated and looking at ourselves internally on who we are and who we can be without having um society you know um, make that decision for us we can we can accomplish great things so i want your listeners to know they're awesome they're great they can succeed and they
0: can overcome yeah oh thank you so much guys we are fearfully and wonderfully made and god Amen. loves us so much so never ever ever doubt that i love you and the and god loves you more thank you so much for tuning in and look out for the other stuff that we're doing and you'll hear from me next time take care bye thank you so much for tuning in with us today if any of you have been affected by the discussion today or know somebody who is in need of support please contact us on our email at info at or jump on the website at www.lifeessence.uk or alternatively you can look at the resource packs that are attached to this podcast I wish you all the best praying for your health until next time take care and stay blessed and remember I love you but God loves you so much more